once we get our theme tune together, like we could just tail off that argument and it would just go really quiet, won't we? And then something would go. Why is our theme song from like the 50s? <laughs> I don't know. That's the first thing that came to my head. I feel like our theme song should be meandering, so it's like four different like genres. Yeah. You know, all music's based off of four chords. It might not be. That, that, I'm, I'm, I'm retracting that fact. Really. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely not true. There's a, that's there's that man the though. The minute you said that, my arse di- darted over <laughs> to the audio boy and I just looked to see what he responded no, with. But there's that man who can play a bunch of different songs with just four chords. Yeah, it's Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> <laughs> um, shall we begin properly? Yes, we shall begin properly. Right. Do you want to intro? Do you want to do the intro for this one? No. You're All right. right. Hi guys, welcome to the Meandering Movie Podcast. Uh, in this episode, we're going to discuss sequels. Um, what makes a sequel a sequel? What makes a sequel good? Is a sequel, sequel a prequel? Can a prequel be a sequel? Ooh. And why? Why there is? Why is it so hard to make a good sequel? I think probably the three. I think they're probably the three things we're going to talk about. Yeah, like what's what are some of the good sequels? What are a lot of the bad sequels? Well, there's more bad than good. Oh yeah. And that's probably the... But, like, why is that? Like, genuinely. Let's just jump in. Here we go. Two feet. Why is it so hard to make a good sequel? Expectation. But lots of sequels come out so close to the original. True. So, like, surely your expectations are still up. I don't know. It's tough. I mean, I, I think it depends on just the impact of the first one. Because if you look at something like uh, Star Wars... The original comes out. Yeah, it's a universal like event that takes over everything, and they somehow had to follow that up, and they fucking knocked it out of the park. <laughs> what with episodes one, two, and three? No, I was talking about Empire Strikes Back. I mean, oh wow, you're going just basic film to film sequel. Yeah, film to film sequel. But if you want to do like the trilogy comparison, they 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 had their three films. Some people don't like Return of the Jedi. I think it's fine. Controversial, I know. Scary. <laughs> but then prequels come along and George Lucas just... She just shit the pan. <laughs> shit the pan. But I think what's wrong with most sequels is uh, the first film happens and there's bits to it that the audience cling on to. And like, oh, I love this bit or I love this character. Or, this joke was really funny. And then the people making the sequel go, oh, we'll give them more of that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then they just like... They do that joke again, but like it's more this time because of recent times, like Anchorman Two. Yeah, Anchorman Two. I love was... you said recent times and then said Anchorman Two. Well, how long goes Anchorman Two now? What, like maybe eight years ago at this point. Is it? Surely it's like eight years. Nah, nah, it's not. Look it up. I'm, I'm look. I've got the old laptop. I'm going for five years max. Anchorman Two came out 2013. So I'm right. No wait, six years. Yeah. I mean, it's still six years ah, ago. you're talking out your ass. Anchorman 2, however, two years off. is a is awful. Like, yeah. it's such a bad sequel. Because, and do you know what Anchorman 2 does? It's another thing sequels always do, is they think putting in more people's celebrity cameos, like, comedians, like, oh, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. like, Will Smith shows up, and it's just like, well, why does Will Smith show up? It's like, <laughs> oh, because... Because it's, it's a celebrity cameo. It's, it's a what sequel. the people wanted. And we want more people. Yeah, and then... They do more of the same joke. Like, they really took the Steve Carell character in the second one and yeah. just went way too far with it. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's tedious. Because then, and in the same vein, comedy sequels, I think, get the worst. I think comedy yeah. sequels get the absolute worst. Yeah. Like, the worst treatment. Dumb and 
Dumber 2. Was that what it was called? Or was it Dumb and Dumberer? There was, there was Dumb and Dumber, and then there was the one when they were the prequel, when they were younger. That was Dumb and Dumberer. Yeah. And Dumber and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber 2, spelt T-O, which T-O. came out a couple of years ago. Because Dumb and Dumber is one of my favourite comedy films. Well, that's sad to hear. It's good. It's, yeah. A, it, it's Yeah, I like it. I grew up with that film. I think it's hilarious. And then in it, you can appreciate these two men are idiots, right? Yeah. And they are. They're just dumb. And that's like as far as the joke ever gets. They're just like so stupid that they're inept. But then in Dumb and Dumber 2, they were borderline like special needs people. And it, if anything, watching that film, I was like, oh, it's kind of not funny now because it now kind of feels like I'm just laughing at like special needs. Yeah. And that's the Farley brothers, which is like they were they were so of that time when Dumb yeah. and Dumber came out. It's like what was it um, something about Mary and all those yeah, types of films yeah, like, yeah, yeah. they they tapped into what the comedy because American Pie were those films I know they didn't do that but like those types of like teen comedy they tapped into what kids wanted to laugh at and it was jizz jokes and j- dumb people and then jizz <laughs> jokes and dumb people jizz jokes that was it. and dumb that was people the... that's the slogans <laughs> that was that was their tagline for an entire series of movies they brought out and then those films and then audiences moved on and the Farley brothers didn't and they just continued to <laughs> just put out total trash. It is mad. But then saying that com- the comedy genre is not any better now than it. I mean, the comedy genre is just fucking a mess as always. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's hard though, but I can't tell if it's hard because my expectations... Like, am I just so used to laughing at people hurting themselves on YouTube that I, I can't appreciate a solid joke anymore? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. I mean, yeah, I think the problem with sequels is the perceived expectations of the audience. Yeah. Because you look at, um, what's an, a good example? Because I, I keep going back to Star Wars and I don't want to keep going back because it's such an easy example. Do well, Back to the Future. Uh, I mean, Back to the Future is just so boring to talk about. How is that film boring to talk about? That's like an amazing, that's one of my all-time favourite films. That might be my, in fact, that is my favourite film, which is boring. No, it's the, a boring the films are good. About. It's just talking about Back to the Future. It's like, oh, I'm talking about Back to the Future again. Been saying Have I we just... ever talked about Back to the Future? No, not you and I, but just me is like with other human beings. How much do you talk about Back to the Future? It's, you know, it comes up. It's a popular <laughs> film. People don't want to talk about it. <laughs> well, I want to talk about it. Okay, let's talk about Why it. Why am I getting that they are sending this stick? <laughs> oh, I've, I've used up all my Back to the Future conversation, Gary. Okay. I'd rather not. Give me something to talk about with Back to the Future. I mean... The sequels. It's a song. That's the whole point of this podcast. I know. Let's talk about Back to the Future 2 and then 3. It, well, okay, let's talk about 2 and then forget about 3. Two? Why? 3 is good. No, it isn't. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> just isn't. But it's, it's, it's just as good as 2. 3 feels desperate. Of just like... Oh, let's let's just do another one. Like, what we're gonna do is like, oh, no, but it's fuck not it. because they did two and three like back to back. So they knew it was always meant to be. But they, they just knew they, they couldn't put release all their three good hour ideas long into two because two feels like a natural kind of evolution, and it they have some really interesting ideas, and they go ahead with it, and then three just feels like, well, we don't have any ideas left, so let's no, just do a cowboy they had movie. Of ideas. They go back in time to the Wild West. Whoop de do. I've not seen a Wild West film before. Yeah, you have. You've seen loads. But I not, know not ones with time travel at that yeah yeah i mean i saw cowboys and aliens and that felt like back to the future 3 that was a bad movie i know back to the future 3 is a bad movie thanks for agreeing with me <laughs> see what i did there i played with there's a lot of people in cowboys and aliens harrison ford daniel craig olivia wilde olivia wilde as well yeah uh, paul dano oh yeah 
There's loads of people in oh, that uh, film. Uh, is it Walton Goggins, maybe? Like, it's mad. I always find it uh, That's like, what astounding. John Favreau, he's got that kind of... He's got that power. Astounding when films like that come out and it's like, look at this all-name all cast and yeah. then it just tanks ass. Yeah. Cause, I mean, what was that I saw? I, was, I mean, I was thinking about Glass recently because I recently saw Glass and that movie cost $20 million to make and I'm thinking, who the, where the fuck did Samuel L. Jackson, <laughs> Bruce Willis and James McAvoy get paid? Because it's like, those are three humongously named stars and clearly the $20 million budget wasn't for them. It was for that hospital. It's just paying rent. The one location in the film. <laughs> I didn't. Th- I didn't think that film would have cost that much I to mean, make. Speak, Not much happens in that. Speaking film. of sequels, what do you think of Glass as and uh, Split as sequels to Unbreakable? I think it was just a stupid ploy from M Night Shyamalan because he wanted more money. We're fully in agreement. <laughs> like, I mean, it was bizarre. I think Split would have worked fine as a film in itself. It was an interesting yeah. concept, and then M Night decided because he just did crap for years. He just did total crap for years. Ha- then the he happening. made. Uh, the last Airbender, no, it was not the Tree of Light. Which one did he, he did? The Tree of Light. He did something that was. Just... Anyway, he didn't make Split, and Split was like, "Ah, oh, this is actually you're not a bad concept." And he's like, he fucking hit the jackpot with James McAvoy because holy yeah. fuck, smashes that role, and yeah. then he decides to make it a. A sequel. And then there's also like, oh yeah, this is the plan all along. And it's like, no, your plan wasn't to wait 15 years <laughs> in between making a film and then calling back to it. He doesn't have that type of forethought. It was a Lady in the Water, by the way. Was was. Oh, The Village as well. I forgot how shit that was. Lady in the Water. I remember seeing it. Was that not about like a horse in a pool? <laughs> I don't fucking... Maybe, I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> I think it was. The big twist was it was actually a cow instead of a horse in the pool. <laughs> it was a zebra, actually. But yeah, clearly with M. Night Shyamalan, it was like, he made Split, and he thought, oh, I've actually kind of got something here. And then he didn't. He definitely didn't have this idea. Someone came to him and thought, you should put David Dunn at the end of it. And he thought, yeah. oh, what? He's like, just make it like a, like a superhero. And he's like, all right. And he went, hey, Bruce, you up to anything? He's like, no, I'm Bruce Willis, and I've given up. <laughs> he's like, oh, come to this diner for like two minutes, and we'll just film a thing, and maybe if we're lucky, we'll get another film of it. It definitely felt like Bruce Willis had given up in glass. I mean, I thought he was, no, because, I mean, if you watch his performance on Unbreakable, it's very kind of muted and somber and kind of introverted and i think he continues that with class. oh really because yeah, uh, me and audio boy because you hadn't seen it before recently watched rewatched it. okay because yeah, I, I, I didn't do the rewatch i just went to see glass and i, I like, couldn't rewatch mm-hmm. split because like despite james mcavoy's great performance i just think that's a mediocre film yeah it's like ugh. it's also got some disgusting elements to it and it's like ugh, <laughs> get us away from go me. away over there split but yeah i think i don't know i really liked glass but I'm, I hate to split. But I'm of the minds of is Unbreakable still the best because it's the original and there was an there was a concept there and he had it. Or was Glass better because it evolved what he did in Unbreakable and made something more of it? I don't know. See, I, I don't know. I, just, I didn't really give it that much thought. I watched Glass and thought it was a mediocre cash grab by Shyamalan and any I mean, any like kudos I was going to give the man. I was like, I just don't. I I, I think it's it's here you go. So here's where it gets here's getting back into the sequel chat. Here's where it gets funny. So. You're right. That's a sequel, and that's a sequel with what a 15 year gap. Yeah, roughly. And by the time that well, these sequels the first one came was out, Unbreakable came out 2001, so even even longer. Than even longer. Years. But yeah, by the time these sequels came out, I was just like, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. I I don't care enough about like Unbreakable came out. It was a good film, you know. But it was 2000. Yeah, when one, whenever it was, it's ancient. So when he brings out sequels to it, it's like I don't have any attachment to this character unless i have to go unless i go and watch the film again 
But I don't really want to do that because that's just effort I mean, on my part. So you leave a film too long and then your sequel becomes stagnant. But if you <laughs> smash it all together... Reference. Yeah, and if you, if you make it too close to the originals, then people are just kind of like, well, what was the point of this? Ghostbusters 2, for example. Or the Melissa McCarthy Ghostbusters. Yeah, but that was a, that wasn't a sequel, was it? I mean, that was a reboot. I had all I had like Bill Murray and I had references to Dan Aykroyd and all that in it, and, and I had Slimer. Well, well, it has them in it playing completely different characters from what, the Ghostbusters. What I love about that is like before the film came out, they're like, "Oh yeah, this is a sequel. This is like the third one." And then it came out and it tanked. And then Sony was like, "Oh no, that wasn't a sequel. No, we're doing something else. It's actually a sequel." Another thing. It's just like what. So wait, before we go any further into this, should we just very quickly sum up sequel, reboot, remake, prequel, prequel, reimagining? So sequel is is a direct continuation of the story. So you've got the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship Lord of the, the Ring, Ring, and then you've got the Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers. Sequel followed by Return of the King. Return of the King, yeah. Alien, Aliens, Alien Three, Three Resurrection, Alien Resurrection, Alien versus Predator, Alien versus Predator Requiem, <laughs> Prometheus, Alien. Company. Well, no, because now you're getting into the well, prequel. Prometheus would be a uh, prequel. prequel. So yeah. anyway, sequels are... The story continues on. Films continue theoretically on a number system. Yeah. I think that's the best way to do it. Toy Story 1, 2, and 3. And 4. Ugh. Coming out soon. Um, so that's a sequel. A prequel is like a sequel because it comes out after a movie, mm-hmm. but it's primarily set. set prior to the events of the original. Yes. And are massively... Pointless most of the time. Yeah, because Cause, they, cause you lose a lot of the edge. Cause you, there's no you, tension. There's no it's just tension because like, you know like what's going to happen. When you're watching uh, the the Hobbit trilogy and you see um, Legolas in danger, you're like, well, I know he's going to be fine. <laughs> so why are you having this 10-minute drawn-out battle scene with a big orc <laughs> where you threaten his life two or three times during it? So I'm like, I don't so care. So then after the sequel prequel, you get into the reboot remake yeah. chat. So remakes are easy enough because that's... I'm trying to think of a remake now. All right, I suppose. Well, I suppose would Spider-Man, Spider-Man count? Yeah, well, yeah I guess. Yeah, because Spider-Man is like the most infamous at this point for me. Remake, because but you're... they're reboots. This is where it gets. So this is what I'm saying. So this is where a reboot, guess, remake. Yeah, they gets are a bit reboots. Funny. Yeah, the reboots are not remakes. So a reboot, by definition, a reboot is the same story but retold in a in a kind of different light. I guess. So you might take. In fact, you know what? We'll probably be a better shout. Um. To, to highlight this would be Batman, I think. So Tim Burton's Batman was very Tim Burton esque, yep. and then they brought out, and then even the George Clooney and the Val Kilmer films felt like they were Tim Burton Batman. Yeah, because I think sense. originally it was going to be Tim Burton was going to do the third, but then I can't remember the reason the studio enforced some sort of rule that Tim Burton was like, "Well, I'm out," I'm so out. they brought in Joel Schumacher, yeah. and Joel Schumacher was like, "Well, I want my my own people. I want this to be mine." So he brought yeah. in Val Kilmer. And they're supposed to, it was supposed to be a, like the end of the Tim Burton trilogy, but then it never came. So they just started doing whatever the there fuck those doing. movies are. <laughs> so yeah, but like, so there was the Tim Burton four films, probably. Let's call it the four films because they all feel Tim Burton-y. Mm. And then Christopher Nolan came along with his Batman movies, which are... 2005? But they're wildly different in yeah. style, in thematic, they kind of imagery, like, like in everything. They, they're, it's like a full-on reboot. Yeah, they kind of reshaped what superhero films... Yeah. So that's like, that's what I would say a reboot is. Whereas like a remake would be Pink Panther from 1975. 75, and then Steve Martin's Pink Panther 
2003 maybe 2003 maybe with Beyonce Knowles like you know what I mean so it's it's the same film just jazzed up for a modern I mean, day audience the perfect example of a remake would be the remake of Psycho which has got you've got the original Psycho Alfred Hitchcock the masterpiece that it is and then there's the remake of it with uh, he's in like a bunch of Owen Wilson films Matthew uh, Vaughn yeah, uh, Vince Vaughn Vince Vaughn yeah and Vince Vaughn plays uh uh, serial killer and all that kind of stuff and it's literally a shot for shot remake of yeah. the original cycle with just Ooh, new actresses what about uh cabin not cabin in the woods uh cabin fever cabin fever. remember cabin fever so that was like a 2000 horror film where a bunch of pe- like kids go out to a cabin they drink some water and then the water is infected with like a flesh-eating virus and they all start like melting i guess <laughs> it's not a great film but it no. was like you know 2000 i mean horror speaking of kids going into cabin in the woods you've got uh the evil dead remakes wait 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 wait, wait. let me finish my story oh i thought you'd finished no 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 I thought the kids then, melted and that was it no they yeah that's that's the original cabin fever and then they did cabin fever which they came out i think came out like four years ago and it's the exact you're right shot for shot they they, they gender swap one character in it and they take out one joke but other than that the film is identical excuse me with new actors and it's like what is the point of this like why like if you, even if you're going to remake something why would they do it that close to the original and why would they why would they not you know I mean, what i mean it's like if, i why, mean i don't think why? time what we could why? we uh think of as to be normal passing of time uh counts for studios because <laughs> you look at the fucking right, you're getting sp- very twilight zone here uh, you know i mean jordan peele is gonna reboot twilight <laughs> zone soon so you know <laughs> But you look at those fucking Spider-Man reboots where it's like they do the Tobey Maguire ones and then they kind of splutter out to an end and then like what felt like three months went by and then Andrew <laughs> Garfield was on the fucking big screen as Spider-Man and his of course spluttered out and then another three months goes by and then there's a new Spider-Man in the on the big screen. Spider-Man always gets the rap though when you talk about the reboot remake thing but Batman did it first and worse. What do you mean? Well, Batman's a Batman's a bigger like reboot monster than Spider Man. Spider Man's had three. Okay. Batman has had three because he's had like the if you want to count the Tim Burtony Joe Schumacher as one, so that's one, and then you've got the Nolan, that's two, and then you've got Affleck, three. Plus whatever else is about to come. Plus what Matt Reeves is doing next year. Yeah, so there you go. Four. Whoever he's got. Yeah, but Batman's like, worse. <laughs> I mean, Superman ain't great with like uh, Superman Returns, and then a few, later, a few years later, because that. But then Superman's always like at least stuck by its own rule book of like, oh no, it was all one continuous. Yeah, that was the thing. Story. Of, that, <laughs> like... was, that was the thing with uh, the Superman Returns was a unofficial like sequel to the Christopher Reeve ones. Yeah, where it's like he left, went back to things. That's wrong with Kevin on. Spacey, wasn't it? Yeah, and he just shouts. <laughs> So much in that movie. <laughs> that was a weird movie. Before all the controversy uh, around Kevin Spacey's terrible actions, I was like, how can you cast Kevin Spacey as Lex Luthor and fuck that up? That's like, that's such good casting for Lex Luthor. Yeah. And Brian Singer just went, nah, I'm going to fuck this up. I'm going to have a kryptonite fucking planet made from the Earth. Or, oh, fuck that movie. And then Jesse Eisenberg came in did it even worse. Oh my God. Right, we are. We need to talk. What were we talking about? Sequels. So yeah. we've talked about. Yeah. So there we go. That's the kind of recap. I don't know if we answered the question or not, but we've we've kind of roughly gone over what everything is. Podcast. Sequel, prequel, reboot, remake, reimagining. You should have a rough idea. What's a reimagining? Oh fucking! I mean, <laughs> <laughs> You're just saying things now. Which one? 
Oh, yeah, I guess the, the upcoming... King. Thank you, Audio Boy. The upcoming Lion King movie. And Jungle Book. Uh, and, uh, well, which one? The... the, the what are you what are you shaking your head at? Macbeth. Oh, Macbeth, the reimagining of Macbeth. So, I mean, all the original Disney movies are re- are reimaginings of like. Uh... Oh, yeah, but th- this is a level of pedantic that I do not care about. <laughs> <laughs> this, well, this is... remember earlier when I shut down your Back to the Future conversation? Thanks for just shutting down my conversation. <laughs> Sorry to br- try and bring about a culture to well, everyone. With like reimaginings, we're just getting. This is ridiculous now. And no, it's just not. We're talking about movies. How ridiculous to try and <laughs> bring a bit of thought to it. So, a sequel, and the reason a sequel is tough to do. So, a sequel is yeah, the the the, the film thereafter. If you go too close, you're going to run the risk of everyone being like, "Well, this has already come out." If you leave it too long, you run the risk of everyone losing complete interest in your potential sequel. And this brings me to what I think is going to be the biggest example of it being too long in between. Uh-huh. The first one in the sequel, and that is the upcoming Avatar sequels. Because, of course, Avatar came out 2009, was somehow a box office juggernaut that still has yet to be beat, and yet has gone on to have no cultural impact whatsoever. And yet we still have currently Avatar 2 and 3, but because of the Fox-Disney merger, uh, 4 and 5 are in limbo, because Disney want to see how... Two and three do first because I've filmed those back to back. Well, so I think do terribly, surely. I mean, if those films come out and do anywhere near the numbers the first one did, I'm gonna just think James Cameron is Satan and is using <laughs> dark magic to affect. Because like, here's minds. the thing, right? I could have had kids in the time that these films, yeah, could and I could have had like if I'd had a kid, like what 2009, 2009. How old would I be? Yeah, I could have had a kid, like a legitimate being like. And at an age where I could have and had what a kid. a great dad you would be. I would have been a great dad. And then I could have, that kid could be theoretically like eight today. So old enough to be interested in movies. Old enough you could take to see Avatar 2 when it comes out. And I could take him to Avatar 2. And he like without Unless... and he would never have seen the original. He, or he could, could have never seen the original. Or she could never have seen the original. And they would have been like, wait, what the hell am I watching? That's how long these films are taking to come out. Uh, it's insane. It's bizarre. But, but, then, then, got... but then the same thing's happened with Split and Unbreakable. True. Glass. Or another perfect example of like you look at uh, Mad Max Thunderdome and then Mad Max Fear Road mm. and like I think George Miller says that's a sequel, but other people think it's a prequel to uh, Thunder. I don't know. I honestly never really understood the whole Mad Max story. I mean, there's not really. It's it's more that's just it. it's, it's cars, a, it's isn't a it? stuntman's wet dream that those movies. <laughs> I mean, you look at Road Warrior and what that movie did at the time, and you look at Mad Max Fear Road and what that fucking did. I was just like. Ugh. Ugh. Mad Max and Waterworld always seem like they're in the same universe to me. That would be... I mean, how amazing would that be? <laughs> I'd be happy with it. I would just like Kevin Costner and Mel Gibson. Let's... That's the fucking sequel, reimagining, reboot, whatever I want, which is... It's called like... Mad Max World. Mad Waterworld. And mad Waterworld. And it's like Mel Gibson's in his, in his car and he just drives up to like the edge of a cliff... And then he looks down and he sees a wee boat and looking up at him is Kevin Costner from Waterworld. And I'm just like, yes, th- this is this is what I've always wanted. This sounds terrible. This is the colliding. This is why we don't make films. This is the colliding of two great franchises that I, I want. I don't care about fucking King Kong. And I mean, I do kind of care about King Kong and Godzilla like fighting each other and like next year but still it's like i want to see kevin costner from waterworld and max and mad max meet <laughs> in a movie 
and have to like save the world. From what? What in this in this world? What are they saving the world from? What is it? What is the, let's, let's go. Let's go down it. Let's find out. Okay. Where, where's, where's this rabbit hole taking us? What, what are they going to have to do the, uh, in your film? Well, the un oh, much like climate change, <laughs> where the the water is rising. Max is worried because I I call him Max because I'm friends with him. <laughs> you and Max. Me, me, me and my buddy Max. Is, enemies call him if, Mad Max. If, if the water continues to rise, it's going to flood all of the land and yep. then he can't drive his sweet car anymore. And Kevin Costner is like, at first he's like, well, I want, I want the water because I live in the water. And then Max says, but my my daughter was drowned in the water. And he's like, oh, that's sad. I want, I empathize with you. I gonna... just, at this point, I don't know if you're pulling plot points from the Mad Max films or if you're just bullshitting. <laughs> I can't tell. There's only one way to find out. <laughs> and then they go on a journey and they find... Uh, you remember in, uh, James Bond's Doctor No? That weird, like, underwater basey thing? It's that, but it's like it's mining in a way that's causing more water to come out of the Earth core because that's where water is. That's where it comes from, actually. And then they they blow up the... I don't want to spoil the movie for you guys, I'm sorry. But they blow up the base, which then covers up the hole and the war stops rising and then remember that moment in predator where arnold schwarzenegger and uh carl weathers like have that great moment where their biceps just come together imagine that but it's kevin costner and mad max like bro hugging and then he takes them for a drive in the car and then they go windsurfing together at the end i don't have a fucking clue what you're talking about (laughs) i honestly are you following any of this audio boy what is the fuck you on about why do you want to see this film? <laughs> I just think it would be cool. It would be terrible. <laughs> it would be so cool. If that's your plot for it, it's awful. Well, uh, You're not allowed to do sequels. Clear- you're off. You're off. You're off the off the film. Clearly, uh, I'll finesse the details in the second draft, but that's just the treatment for just now. Because there's too much water coming from the core of the earth. <laughs> yeah. So they have to blow up Dr. No's underwater base. Yeah. And then, have a, and then have a Predator-style, like... Uh, Dylan, you son of a bitch. Stick around. I could just do Arnold Schwarzenegger quotes for the rest of the movie. Now. <laughs> that's, that's a good bit. Um, okay, so after that insane fucking <laughs> ramble for the last five minutes. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. Why, why does Predators... That's me. That's your phone vibrating. So why do um, Predators have... Um, predators. Predator, Predators, Predators, whatever. Like, why do they keep bringing out films that don't do I mean, the, monetarily well? Here's what I know is, not necessarily, well, yeah, in fact, definitely sequels and also reboots, is the, alien, the one genre that doesn't give a fuck about how many movies it puts out for something. It's the horror, fra- the horror genre. Because you'll think about how many Friday the 13th mm. movies there have been, or how many Nightmare on Elm Street movies there have yep. been, and how many, like, not only sequels, but reboots of those uh, films. And it seems like they need to just to give up on doing Predator movies at this mm-hmm. point, because clearly they just don't know what to do. Do you reckon we're going to get a new Friday the 13th anytime soon? Oh, yeah. But, no. like... Oh no, shit, they did, didn't they, actually? Because they did one where it. it was the actor... They'd rebooted it, yeah, with... and it went terrible, and then they did a... Because they went way... They, they just went too, like, um, dark and serious and gritty and, yeah. like, sucked out all of the kind of imaginative, crazy, fucked-up fun. 
But then did they not do another one after that, which was more akin to the 80s? I can't remember because I just, anytime I just see Friday the 13th and then reboot or sequel, I stop reading and just go do anything else. I go blend <laughs> some apples up or something like that because like, <laughs> fuck it, I don't care. I don't want to know about any more Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street movies anymore you'd rather blend apples than i'd rather blend apples anything than to hear do about with. jason Voorhees killing a bunch of teenagers or freddie fingering <laughs> something or anyone i don't care what anymore are you talking about i'm just the horror genre is is i mean i can't wait until you we... wanted to talk about you we, we we have a little podcast subheadings tucked away somewhere which is the horror renaissance this is true. and here you are but that's because recently <laughs> recently we have been in a horror renaissance where like the horror movies that are coming out are these original like sm- i mean look at what jordan peele's slowly building like let's yeah. get out and then us and he's gonna be the twilight zone he's got his own production company him and bloomhouse i mean bloomhouse went from they just did paranormal activity films to now they're like the leaders of bringing out these small budget but incredibly inventive and exciting horror movies or psychological thrillers or dramas or all this kind of shit. It's like, how did Bloomhouse go from the schlubs doing paranormal activity to one of the most interesting production companies that currently exists? If a film is released after, so if a film's released after number one and you watch it and the whole time you think it's a sequel but then at the end of the movie something happens and you're like, oh shit, that's a prequel. Is that a sequel or a prequel? Uh, that <laughs> is a ps- prequel. Pseudo sequel, prequel. Prequel? I don't know. I mean, if, if what you about th- if a film starts off in the present, then goes back in time to the prequel time, like in Men in Black Three? <laughs> you keep bringing up Men in Black. I'm just saying, what's Men in Black Three? Every- prequel or a sequel? Before we recorded this podcast, I just want to say Gary just kept bringing up. Men in Black, and you keep <laughs> wanting to talk about the Men in Black films, and I'm thinking, when we were trying to decide our topic today, you were just subtly just trying to make it so we talked about the Men in Black trilogy. And are you looking forward to the new one with Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson? <laughs> I'm really looking forward. to You it. are not. I that think was it not. Looks you're good. not. You're not seriously looking. I think it looks good. What could you be looking forward to in that film? I like Men in Black. I didn't like Men in Black Two, but I did like Men in Black Three. I mean, I love Men in Black One because of uh, Men in Black One's Vincent amazing. D'Onofrio. Sugar and water. Sugar. Sugar and I mean, water. the first one is like... Great film. I mean, you throw, you're throwing around adjectives just willy-nilly. Let's just calm down. It's, it's a fun film. Men in Black 1's a great film. It's not a great film. It is. It was recently on the TV and I kind of stopped from, for a wee bit. And I'm just like, oh, I, I like the charm of this movie. It's, it's like, I love the monster designs. It's creepy. Like that whole cockroach monster thing. Really unsettling. I'm fine with it. Can't tell you anything about what happened in Men in Black. I too. can literally tell you scene for scene everything that happened. I know Rosario Dawson's in it, and there's yeah. a pizza place. Wait, what was a pizza place? I, don't, I just remember there was a scene in a, a, a pizza place. That's, I just the galaxy is around Orion's belt. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what you said. Oh, that man, you said I that as like... if I was going to react. Going, <laughs> oh yes, now I remember. Man, what are we talking about? This podcast has been the worst one yet. No, this it hasn't. Isn't anything? Did you hear that fucking pitch for What World Meets Mad Max? <laughs> right, we meant to be fixing sequels. I mean, the problem is that you demolished that burger before this this podcast in such a way that I think it's just put you in a, a like a food coma. No, I feel I feel good. Mm. Right. <laughs> what are we talking about? Sequels. 
So is Men in Black 3 a prequel or a sequel? Oh my god. <laughs> what is it? Which one? It's a sequel. Because it starts after the events of... Why are we doing this? Why are we talking about fucking Men in Black 3 again? It starts after the events <laughs> of Men in Black 2 and then flashbacks. I mean, is Back to Future 3 a sequel or a prequel? Because technically it starts... It's a sequel because it's Back to the Future 3. But it goes back to before the events of Back to the Future 1. To Western times. Yeah, but if you follow... If you follow Doc and Marty's timeline, it's consistent. Is that not the case for Men in Black 3? Nope. Will Smith changes up the timeline, doesn't he? Why would you say that like I know? <laughs> well, I'm just saying he does at the end of it. He changes it all up and everything's uh, everything's different. Just, a li- uh, just a little bit, though. Oh, just a little bit? Like what? Like, uh, like in the end of Mark Tommy Mike. Jones is actually happy in it at the end? Yeah, of that's being... exactly it. That's, like, that's, exa- that's actually exactly it. That's the... That can't I can't be believe it. you guessed that. No, because, I can't you because Tommy Lee Jones just looks like the it. saddest man no, on the planet. It. He makes him happy. That's exactly what it. makes him happy. Will Smith saved his dad or something. I can't remember. But yeah, he makes Tommy Lee Jones happy. That Tommy, can't be. Tommy Lee Jones has an ice cream at the end and he's smiling. That can't be it. That's it. No, I'm not That's accepting it. that. The ending to Men in Black 3 is that Tommy Lee Jones is happy, or whatever his character's <laughs> name is. That's can't... Why you say it like that? Because it sounds really naff. Yeah, no. But it's not. There's, there's like a whole hour and a half build up to that fact, and it and time travel, and chocolate milk, and well, aliens. What's chocolate milk got to do with any if, of it? Apparently, if you time travel in the Men in Black universe, you really crave chocolate milk, and that's how... That's... <laughs> how they know that they've gone back in time because they're all like oh god i could just really neck a glass of chocolate that's fucking <laughs> this film sounds so fucking mental now that i'm talking about it out loud and not like, just enjoying it i mean there's that moment in uh to go really off track and uh the prisoner of azkaban where after he does a specific spell apparently the best thing to do after it is eat a bit of chocolate and I'm thinking, what fucking nutcase world did you live in where you do this massive spell to deflect a soul-sucking monster and the best way to have it is a wee dairy milk afterwards? Yeah, that's good. You know, you know what my biggest gripe with all of Harry Potter is? Oh, that's not to be good. No, but this is actually... It, is it doesn't end with Tommy Lee Jones drinking a milkshake <laughs> and happy? No. My biggest gripe with all of Harry Potter is that in the Harry Potter universe, you remember that one where Harry Potter loses all the bones in his arms? Yes. Uh, Chamber of Secrets? Chamber Secrets. Yeah, because that's the one with Kenneth Branagh. So he loses all the bones in his arms and then he gets sent to the... Doctor. Doctor Ward. And then she's like, don't worry, just drink this skelly grow. And she puts it in his throat and she... Harry, oh, she put, I'll bet she does. Harry Potter drinks it and in his <laughs> arms, all the, all the bones grow back, right? But I refuse to believe that even in a wizarding world, people lose their bones enough... That they need to have a stylized bottle of <laughs> of trademarked formula called Skelly Grow, which they sell in shops regularly, like you could buy a tube of toothpaste because wizards are magicking their bones away like that frequently. I, I fucking hate that fact. <laughs> it, it honestly it really you stresses focus me out. On the most bizarre things, and like it's that's annoying though. Surely you can appreciate that. I mean, I'll- imagine if we went to another planet. And then you were in that planet's version of Tesco, and then there was Skelly Grow, and you were like, "Well, what's this for?" Oh, and somebody available. and somebody said to you, "On this new planet, like, oh, that's because we uh, we lose our bones all the time." Surely you'd be like, "That's fucked. That's not that's not a normal thing." Well, remember, uh, George and uh, the other one had a prank shop. Yeah, 
maybe kids are just pranking one another and being like, ha, no bones. Ah. That's a hell of a prank. And then they have What happens to... if you drink Skelly Grow and you've got all your bones? Viagra. <laughs> That's a very easy answer. How did you not see that answer coming? You just get a massive lob on. It's as simple as that. Oh, yeah. So that's my biggest gripe with all of Harry Potter. That's your biggest gripe? That's my biggest gripe. All the, all of it. The fact that they have Skelly Grove. Not that. like the, the the weak acting or the nonsensical kind of plots None or the that terrible me. structure that they follow for too many of the film. I do like... I, I enjoy all that. I mean, I like the Harry Potter films, but they got a lot of problems. Skelly Grove's their biggest problem. I don't think Skelly Grove's their, their biggest isn't. problem, I'm telling you. I mean, No. Yeah. Their biggest problem is that snake because it's just fucking... <laughs> you skeleton on a snake and then it just becomes rigid and then like, there you go. The whole snake problem solved. That's, I mean, that's a secondary problem that I have with that film, actually. What this... Well, the basilisk is massive and they're like, oh, he's going through the plumbing. Why is all the plumbing big enough for that gigantic that's snake? That's a great point. How, how big are the shits that those kids are putting out? <laughs> Hagrid's just tearing Hagrid's up the sewage system of Hogwarts. Tearing the plumbing system apart. So yeah, that's my other big problem with that film. I mean, in terms of going back to sequels, The Chamber of Secrets is a better uh, film than The Philosopher's Stone, so there's, you know, a sequel being better than the original. Yeah, but there's, but then it's like, this is that weird, so do you class each of those as a sequel to the previous one in Harry Potter's world? Uh, I mean, yeah. Like, how many films do you have to have, like Godzilla, are there, is that just an endless stream of sequels, or is there a point well, no, where you stop? no, because they all, like, take place in, like, different time periods, or... Nope, not the... Not the... The original Godzilla through to the latest films that are on Netflix, the animated ones, that's all one continuous Godzilla timeline. Well, that's just silly. <laughs> it's a fact. Except, you, like the, Godzilla, except the Joe Schumacher one. Yeah, that's right. That's different. And the and Godzilla the Gareth, and the, the Godzilla that's coming one. out now, uh, like the Americanized ones. King, I can't, King of the Monsters? Godzilla King yeah, of the Monsters? Yeah, they're, they're a different universe. But the, the official Godzilla timeline is one continuous stream of... Godzilla beating up different monsters. Just nah, I'm not accepting that. But so, so where, so does that just count as sequel, 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 sequel? I think, yeah, I think with the definition of the word sequel, yeah. Because I, I did look at that. I mean, I didn't properly like read <laughs> I it. Didn't actually read it. I, I didn't read. It. I just saw there was a definition. A sequel to the first sequel might be referred to as the third installment. Yeah. So when does the sequel stop being a sequel? Or threequel? Not never saying that word again. That's a shit word. Or second sequel. A sequel that portrays events prior to those of the original work is called the prequel. Your science sequel, I knew that. I didn't need to tell me that bit. Who the fuck would say threequel? What kind of movie execs that are coked out of their tits? So, hey, uh, we're thinking of doing a threequel to... Uh, I don't know. I can't... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> is that... I just feel like we are not on the ball today. <laughs> no, <laughs> we are really not. Even Audio Boy shaking his head as he stares at his phone in complete boredom. He doesn't even have the headphones on to listen to this. Could, none of this could be being recorded. We don't know. I knew those burgers were a bad idea. So, sequels. Don't do them. Year nay. And if you do do them. Oh, they should have done a threequel to like Black Beauty. Stop saying threequel. You literally just ripped into it. But I'm, being, I'm putting on my uh, studio exec uh, character. Oh, okay. My name's Nigel. <laughs> okay, right. What are we talking about? This is, this is a wild mess. Of, this, is, uh, this is as bad as the drunk episodes. <laughs> we're, we're stone sober. So yeah, right. What were we going to cover at the beginning of this? Sequels. What makes what's a sequel? Well, Why? How, some... how about, about that? Here's a question. What is 
one or some of your favourite sequels and what is one or some of your worst sequels? So, Back to the Future 1, 2 and 3 are all spot on. Okay. I mean, you know my thoughts on, on other sequels. I know what you're other about. I know, I know exactly where you're about to go with this. But I don't want you to say it anyway. Just say it so I can feel what it's like to be in the room with someone who's wrong. Indiana Jones... Here we go. <laughs> Temple of Doom is a piece of shit sequel. It's not. It's a piece of shit sequel. It's a solid it's sequel. It's not a bad it sequel. I mean, Other te- bad sequels... In fact, technically, it's a prequel because the events of that take place before the ones in... It's not a prequel. That doesn't count. It is. No. No, no, no. You can't just name it a prequel years down the line. It's not me that's naming it. It's fucking Spielberg that's named well, it a prequel. he's wrong as well. He's wrong with... Yeah, yeah I know that, that... Other other notably bad sequels would the, be... I mean, the ones that... Uh, every so often just drift back into my head because I'm like how did you get this so wrong after getting it so right is The Matrix Reloaded and The Matrix Revolutions yeah but it's just like wow I was actually just talking to my mate about them the other day and Matrix I really like classic film good film Matrix film. and I honestly for the life of me cannot fucking picture nor tell you the events of Matrix Reloaded and Redacted or whatever the fuck the third one's called Matrix Reloaded ends with a Deus Ex Machina scenario where the f- creator reboots the mage. I don't. Know. I remember. I just remember the two fight scenes. The one the twins where, that are ghosts. Yeah, unexplainably. The French guy that can make women orgasm by eating cake inexplicably. I don't remember that, but yep. And then a uh, man, Colonel Sanders, with a bunch of TVs. Yeah. And then thousands of Hugo Weavings. And then the highway, like chase scene. Oh yeah, yeah. So there you go. That's everything. And then thousands of Hugo Weavings, and but, then but the and plot then Reeves that join those a... all together. No idea. Bizarre. So like, so what happened there? Why are they? Why are they such? And crappy Matrix Revolutions is it's Smith is now in the real world because sure, and then <laughs> Neil goes blind, and then they travel to a robot city, and he talks to a big baby face, and then fights Smith again with so a lot. What, so what, yeah, so what happened there? Why? But why do why do they insist on making the multiple films? Because if the first one's successful and makes money, the studio's like, "Hey, let's do another one," and the creators are like, "All right, sure." But it's like with that first one, they spent so much probably time and effort and creative force, kind of building yeah. it. And then when it comes to the second one, like, "Ah, oh, shit, we've got like six months to get this off the ground. Let's just go." I just think it's like, why? Why do the cash grab? Also, like, there's another situation where I think with. The Matrix, the involvement of the Wachowski sisters uh, was not as involved as it was for the second and the third film. What do you mean, Wachowski sisters? Well, well, they have, uh, what's the word? Uh, Transitioned. Transitioned. Have they? Yeah, they've they've both transitioned. Oh, wow. I I had no clue. So now they are the Wachowski sisters. And technically always have been if they, I don't know. So yeah, the Wojcicki sisters, I think, with the first Matrix, but when it came to the script, they weren't as involved. Yeah. They were more the kind of the kind of look and visual style and yeah, yeah, yeah. design of that world. And then with the second and third, they're like they did a George Lucas with the prequels, where he's like, I can write all three movies <laughs> about do it. political blubbering and you know, slight racism. <laughs> yeah. I just I, I don't know. I just think <sighs> I just, I'm, I'm genuinely, I'm like genuinely trying to think now of, of a decent sequel 
What is a decent sequel? I can't. Aliens. I'm, I'm blank. But then that's a whole different genre. You see, Audio Boy's smiling because he wants he wants to see Shrek two. Shrek two is not a decent sequel. Shrek one is so much better than Shrek two. I can't believe we're talking about the Shrek movies right now. Also, the reboot in the Shrek movies. Rebooting or remaking? I think they're rebooting. Is Mike Myers coming? And I back? think Illumination is yeah. going to be taking over. Shrek two. Uh, Shrek two is completely forgettable. I can't remember Shrek. T- Shrek. Oh wait, Shrek two is Puss in Boots and the Giant Gingerbread Man. And the yeah. Oh wait, no, Shrek two is actually all right. Shrek one's better though. I don't know. I'm trying. I honestly, they, 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 it's the greatest Shrek one has two Smash Smash Mouth songs in it. I tell you what, it's all right. Shrek one and two, I can. We'll give them a passing grade on this. All right. However, what you Shrek, three, so Shrek, Shrek three, Shrek three, I've I've said this multiple times, is one of the most forgettable films, if not the most forgettable film I think I've ever seen in my entire life. I, it's not canon. It's not canon. Fuck off. <laughs> it's not canon. It's so bad. It's not canon. <laughs> I, so, as far as Audio Boy is concerned, <laughs> Shrek films go Shrek one, two, forever after. <laughs> <laughs> With a stylized four at the beginning of four ever after. Well, I think I've seen the third one. I don't know. So, and I, I've never seen any other ones after that. Shrek, so I can actually tell you what happens in, in Shrek Three because I've, I've I've had to look it up before because I was like I know I've seen it but I couldn't remember it. So Shrek Three is the one where they have to go to the kingdom of Camelot, of course, and they have to save Justin Timberlake, who is Arthur. And that's all I can remember. And there's a bunch of wizards. Oh, Merlin's batty because he's so old. I can't remember anything else like that, but that's what I remember happening, right? Forgettable nonsense. Shrek 4 is terrifying, though. I didn't even know there was a Shrek 4. Shrek 4. The reason Shrek 4 is terrifying is Shrek, at the beginning of it, makes a deal with Rumpelstiltskin. And Rumpelstiltskin basically takes away, like, Fiona and, and Shrek's kids and all that stuff, right? And he gives Shrek his life back. So Shrek's back so living back in, in the, the swamp. swamp. Yeah, back in the swamp, loving life. Is Eddie Murphy there? Eddie Murphy's there. Yeah. No, 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 he's not. Sorry, at the beginning. No. But they meet up again. And anyway, I thought he was gonna be shenanigans occur. Shrek has to go and uh, try and save the kingdom from a now like enthroned Rumpelstiltskin who's taking control of whatever. <laughs> Princess Fiona is now like a badass assassin. Uh, donkey. Is Donkey fat? Puss in Boots is fat. Donkey something. Something's wrong with Donkey. I can't remember what. But then, at the end of the film, Shrek and the good guys win. Shrek falls in love with the new Princess Fiona, makes best friends with the new Donkey, and makes best friends with the new Puss in Boots, right? So he's got a whole new life at this point. And they beat Rumpelstiltskin, and Shrek just has to watch everyone he now knows and loves, after learning to love them all again, just literally pop out of existence. And they all just have to accept what's going on. It's terrifying. Watch that film and, and imagine that you are either Shrek or Fiona, and that is the scariest end to a movie I've ever seen in my entire life. And it's a kids' film. It's horrible. I'm actually interested to watch it. That's the yeah. That's the scary it's part. It's played off like all whimsical and funny. Nah, man, that's that's harrowing. But that is. I want you to remember that in the Shrek universe, uh, a donkey and a dragon had sex. <laughs> they did to a Smash Mouth song. What do you mean to smash? Wait, I, I don't. I never remember seeing the, so the my, intercourse happening. Remember, remember earlier when I created the Waterworld Mad Max uh, universe? <laughs> I've now created a scene in oh, which a dragon man. and a donkey make sweet, sweet love. What to song it. to? Uh, the only song Smash Mouth have. 
they released an album with one song and then have released seven more albums after that with the same song. Did Rat Race come out before or we after We literally Shrek? watched Rat Race yesterday. Did it come it out? It was on the TV. Did it come out before or after Shrek? Oh, we could. We never figured that out. Because I remember at the end of Rat Race, Smash Mouth appear and yeah. sing All Star. We, we were sitting there and Rat Race was on yesterday and I was like... Uh, it was near enough the end we we're like well we're staying until smash mouth come on because it's so bad we have to watch it but did but surely smash mouth got that gig because of shrek rat race came out in 2001 and shrek came out in 2001 <laughs> so, <laughs> so so apparently all star 2001 was in smash mouth was fucking everything smash mouth's all star by pure coincidence, got picked for two different films to to round them off. Well, to open one and round one off. In well, fact, no, there was a sec. There was what was the second Smash Mouth song that was in the Shrek movie? Accidentally in Love by the Counting Crows. Or oh, they just covered like. No, that was the Counting Crows. Ignore what I just said. It didn't make any sense. Was Smash was Smash Mouth? Did they do the cover of that song in Shrek? Audio Boy. No, that was Jeff Buckley. Hallelujah. That I was Shrek. Two. No, that was Shrek One. But I thought Smash Mouth did. I thought they covered it. Oh, they did a cover of I, I just thought that was or... the monkeys. Yeah, it was Smash Mouth did two songs in Shrek. And they only did one in Rat Race. Thus oh Shrek God. is better than Rat Race. Thus Shrek. Based on <laughs> based on the numbered appearances of the band Smash Mouth. I mean, by by this metric, Gavin, every film falls under both Shrek <laughs> and Rat Race. <laughs> in, a, in, in a pretty massive third shared third place of, of zero appearances by Smash Mouth. Matrix, worse films than Shrek and Rat Race. Yeah. But Johnny What's English, your favourite film? Johnny English, the first one, is really good because the Robbie Williams song is fucking banging. What's your favourite film? The Thing. John Carpenter's The Thing. from John Carpenter's The Thing from 1982. Worst film than Shrek and Rat Race, according to your new metric for measuring films. I, I'm sad that I have to say, but yes, that is, that is, <laughs> that is how it stands. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny Five Alive. Short Circuit. That was a bizarre film. It's also got that... Uh, what do you mean Robin Williams' song in short circuit? Robbie Williams. He does... Oh, Robbie Williams. No, yes, Robbie Williams, not Robin Williams. I know I, they're I'm very... I'm very confused now. Wait, which, wait, who are you talking about? In the first Johnny English film. Oh, Johnny English. Yeah. The, wait, I'm Ron, talking about... Rowan Atkinson. Sorry, I'm, I'm completely off topic. I was talking about uh, short oh, circuit. Oh, that's surprise, we're off topic. No, but I, I was in the completely different ballpark. I was talking about Johnny Five from short circuit. Oh, yeah. With that's that. why I thought it was Robin Williams. And I was like, oh, did Robin Williams yeah. do a song in the 80s for the... <laughs> the obscure oh, film. God, I wish. Short How amazing would that have been? Right, so Robbie Williams did a song for Johnny English. He did like the Rowan Atkinson's film. And it's a fucking banging tune. Is it actually? Or yeah. are you just saying that? It's a banging tune. Yeah. Just weird. I yeah. mean, it's better than the song for the third Johnny English film, where it's just Ollie Mars singing about cocktails and bars. It's like, this doesn't make any sense in the context what? of Johnny English. three Johnny English films. Three, I've only seen one. He's, <laughs> Audio Boy's seen all three. He went to the cinema to watch the third one. How was that? It was meh. <laughs> now, speaking of sequels, which is the best... Let's have a wee chime in from Audio Boy for a sec. Which was the best of the John English films? The first, the second, or the third? Oh, he's thinking about it. He's having a good old ponder. I don't remember the second one, so I'm going to say the first one. The first one. So is the, the first one. So, And is that because it does or does not have a Smash Mouth appearance? <laughs> which improves its ranking compared to the other two films. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that you've never been aware of this important ranking system. This isn't a ranking system. This is the the mumblings of a lunatic. <laughs> That's what this is. Should we have a look? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go have a quick peek at what other films Smash Mouth have appeared in and thus are better than John Carpenter's The Thing. 
Smash Mouth in movies. <laughs> because <laughs> this is this is important. Mystery Men. What the fuck's Mystery Men? You know Mystery Men? Mystery Men was the um it was like X Men except uh Ben Stiller. Oh yeah, and he's like his bowling's his like skill like his superhero skill and stuff. That's the one. And he's got a skull in it. That's a bad movie. <laughs> I like that film. But what Smash Mouth song is in that movie? That's the important question. Is that it? Is it All Star or is it not? Because oh it's not. Sixty six credits on IMDb Smash Mouth have for various film and TV productions. Orgasmo with the song Sorry I About Your love Penis. Orgasmo. Um An American Werewolf in Paris. Okay. Wild Things. Basketball. Love basketball. Inspector Gadget. The Matthew Broderick one. What a coincidence! We're do you know what song they were? Do you know what song it was? Was it All Star? <laughs> yeah, it was. Mystery Men, All Star. Yeah, it was. <laughs> this is bizarre. <gasps> that means that Shrek ripped off Mystery <laughs> Men. Um, this is a shocking revelation. When did Shrek come out? Two thousand one. Yeah. So better than Shrek is Digimon the movie, which came out in two thousand and also had Smash like, Mouth. This is insane. In Literally yesterday when we were watching Rat Race, me and my cousin were talking about how <laughs> solid the first Digimon movie is. It's so because good. that song comes up in it. God, it's also it's... got bare naked ladies, isn't it? Oh yeah, bare naked ladies are all over the place. But that's when they had like the original two singers instead of just the one. I can't believe that I can't believe they appeared in that many films. I Smash Mouth. I can't believe that Rat Race, Digimon, and Shrek have been in part of my conversation two days in a row. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest, I feel like we should wrap this podcast. <laughs> you think after have, this, I feel like this, this podcast has been... <laughs> you think after this deep dive into Smash Mouth filmography, <laughs> we, we should continue? Because I don't. I think we're well and truly at the end here. Okay, guys. Shall we wrap it? Yeah. Okay. I, mean, um, I feel we should wrap by saying this is... Worryingly, the first podcast we've recorded since releasing, and God, we hope you stick around after <laughs> the fucking nightmare this was. But I think we should say thank you to anyone who has uh, come along and started listening, sharing, yeah, absolutely. enjoying this. Uh, we hope you continue to listen to this fucking smash mouth shit show of a podcast. podcast. This, well, I'm gonna bring them up every single podcast. Can we now. get? Can we get like a license, like a royalty free version of smash, smash mouth, mouth that we can stuff? finish this podcast too? He gets like an 8-bit version of it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, right. Let's wrap. So that's it from us. This was meant to be about sequels. (laughs) It fucking wasn't. (laughs) The Meandering Movie Podcast. Um, You can, if you want to get in touch with us, you can get in touch via Twitter. Yes, at Meandering Pod. Uh, You can get in touch via Facebook by looking up Meandering Movie Podcast on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Meandering Movie Podcast. And we're now on Instagram as well. We are on Instagram as well. Uh, Just search for the Meandering Movie Podcast on there and you'll find us. And we have an email address, uh, meanderingmoviepodcast at gmail.com if you want to comment and about your favorite smash mouth appearance in a movie <laughs> let us know let us know and uh, also if you go into like itunes and stuff you can leave reviews for us so maybe like go in there leave a wee review saying you like us like thumbs us up or whatever and maybe we'll read some of those out on the podcast if they're funny enough or interesting if they Absolutely. have smash mouth references <laughs> that's what we're looking for we might rename this to the smash mouth podcast the meandering smash mouth movie podcast because that's all that's apparently all we talk about now we should just do like commentaries of movies with smash mouth songs in them <laughs> <laughs> right thank you so much for listening guys thank I'm you. Gary Copeland I'm Gavin and we will not talk about Smash Mouth during the next episode thanks for listening bye yes,